0: After all morning, but if I get up here. Matthew 24, 14 through 30 out of the message Bible translation. We're going to talk about the $100,000 question. Do you know what the $100,000 question is? Not yet, huh? Well, you will. All right. Will you stand with me this morning? Matthew chapter 25 at verse 14. This is the message translation. It's also like a man going off on an extended trip. He called his servants together and delegated responsibilities to one he gave five thousand dollars to another two thousand to a third 1,000 depending on their abilities. Then he left. Right off the first servant went to work, doubled his master's investment. The second did the same, but the man with the single thousand dug a hole and carefully buried his master's money. After a long absence, the master of those three servants came back and settled up with them. The one given $5,000 showed him how he had doubled his investment. His master commended him. Good work. You did your job well. From now on, be my partner. The servant with $2,000 showed how he also had doubled his master's investment. His master commended him. Good work. You did your job well. From now on, be my partner. The servant, given 1,000, said, Master, I know you have high standards and hate careless ways, that you demand the best and make no allowances for error. I was afraid I might disappoint you, so I found a good hiding place and secured your money. Here it is, safe and sound, to the last cent. The master is furious. That's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. Would you say that? It's criminal to live cautiously like that. Again, it's criminal to live cautiously like that. If you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the least? The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with bankers where at least I would have gotten a little interest. Take the thousand and give it to the one who risked the most and get rid of this play it safe who won't go out on a limb. Throw him out into utter darkness. Lord Jesus, your word is powerful, sharp, sharper than a two-edged sword able to cut right down to the marrow and the bone where we live. Minister to us through your word this morning. May it speak life to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it was last August uh, that we talked about a harvest beyond your wildest dreams. Studying Mark chapter 4, the parable of the sower and the seed. If you missed that, Uh, It's a good one. It's still out there on Pastor Dean's podcast. We can show you how to get there. You can still hear it. It's available. Uh, And it comes out of OSL. It's uh, OSL level three, part of that teaching. Uh, In that parable, Jesus said to them out of Mark chapter four, verse 13, he said to them, do you not understand this parable, the parable of the sower and seed? He said, if you don't understand this parable, how then will you understand all the parables? And he goes on to say, the seer, sower, sows the seed, sows the word. So when we talk about any parable that Jesus taught, we understand that there were two meanings to the story. The first is easy. It's the obvious meaning uh, that a child would understand. So in the parable we just read, it's very simple. God wants money, so he gives you a little bit, and he expects you to double it and give it back to him, right? Well, that's what it would sound like if you just took it at face value. You'd say, well, wait a minute. He's the master. I've got that part figured out. Uh, I'm the servant. I've got that part figured out. He gave me $5,000, and he wants me to give him $10,000. Wait a minute. Did you notice in the parable he didn't take the 10000 he gave. He left it with the servant? He just let them have it, keep it? You know, so the easy obvious is not quite so obvious, is it? It's like, hmm, what's he talking about? What, what does he mean? So there's a second meaning, a spiritual meaning, that contains a message of the kingdom of God. And that's the meaning that we need to hear. That's the one that we want to understand. And uh, Jesus explained it uh, in Matthew 13. He said, then the disciples came to him and said, why do you speak to him in parables? Why, why, why parables? Why not just say it straight out? Why do you get these double meaning things? He said, to you it's been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. But to them, it's not been given. So there there are a group of people on earth that are to know the secrets of the kingdom and a group of people on earth that don't know the secrets of the kingdom. Hmm. For to the one who has, more will be given. Who has what? The one who has the most money will get more money. Well, that seems like it works, doesn't it? You know, just in the world today. Is that what he's talking about? No. No, to the one who has a better understanding of the kingdom will come an even better understanding of the kingdom. The one who begins to walk in kingdom principles will find himself running in kingdom principles. He will understand a little bit about God and he will understand more about God and the more he understands, the more he'll be able to understand. Of course, if you don't start down that road to begin with, You bury it, stuff it, hide it. The one who has more will be given to the one who has more will be given and he will have an abundance. Abundance of what? Money? Not necessarily money. Understanding. That doesn't mean you won't have money. Yes, let me tell you something. I'm proud to say that if you learn the secret of giving God's way, you will not be able to hold the amount of money God will pour into you. And there are thousands upon thousands. Listen, uh, J.C. Penny. J.C. Penney was a solid believer, started the J.C. Penney Company, and he said, I want to come to a place where I can give away 90% of my income and live on 10. He super exceeded that. L.G. Letourneau, the inventor of the great big earth-moving machines, same thing. So I just want to come to Colgate uh, and on down the line. Who else? Johnson & Johnson. Just these people that you look at and say, oh, <clears throat> they're just rich people that took advantage of poor people. No, they're not. They're men that found God's secret and got blessed abundantly in the process. So I don't want to rule out money, but Joseph's right. That he that has an abundance of understanding will receive more. But from the one who has no understanding, what he has will be taken away. What he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables because seeing, they don't even see. Hearing, they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. The one that says, you will indeed hear but never understand. You will indeed see but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull. I don't know about you, but that kind of reminded me of the world I'm living in today. The mentality of our society in general is dull. Oh, yeah, they're chasing after this party and that party and the other party, but it's pretty dull. They they have no they can't see and they can't hear. With their ears they can barely hear, their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, understand what? The word of God. If they would understand the word of God, it would change them radically. It's the only hope we have for our nation. Understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. So, Jesus explained the parable pretty well, right? Blessed are your eyes, for they see your ears, for they hear. Who's he talking to? Is he talking to you this morning? Do you see? Really? Do you, do you believe this book? I mean, there are people that will laugh you out of the building because you say, I believe in the Bible. There are people that just say, you're out of your mind. What do you think it? I heard a commentator the other day on a channel I'll never watch again, but I don't know which one it was. (laughs) He said, I just can't believe there are people on earth that don't believe in evolution. He said, what idiots. It's like flat earth society people. Couldn't believe the world was round. Really? Well, we'll see. So he says, blessed are your eyes. Would you say that? Blessed are my eyes. Blessed are my eyes for I see and my ears for they hear. Right? Is that speaking to you this morning? It should. Blessed are my eyes for they see and blessed are my ears for they hear. And then he goes on to say, for truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see but did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. What's he talking about? What can you see that the prophets and many righteous people could not see? What Can you see something that they couldn't see? Do you know something they didn't know? Are you wiser than... Abraham? Moses? David? Do you know something they don't know? The answer is a screaming yes. Positively, absolutely, you know something they didn't know. You can see Jesus. You can see Jesus. You use that name all the time. I mean, it's just a prayer on your lips. You use it all the time. Did you know Moses never said the word Jesus? Abraham never said the word? David never said the word? Didn't know the word? Wanted to know what the name was, but he couldn't figure it out? They didn't know Jesus. They knew something about Jesus. Bits and pieces here, there, and... The Old Testament saints never knew the name of Jesus. They they knew of the Messiah. They knew of the, the Savior of Israel. They knew of the conquering king who would sit upon the throne of David. They knew about that. They knew that he would rule with a rod of iron. They didn't know the name of Jesus, and they couldn't understand how such a person could be born in a manger because they had scriptures that said, he'll sit on the throne of David and rule forever. And I said that he'll be humble and wrapped in swaddling cloths, and you'll find the babe lying in a manger, and all of these prophecies that depicted him humble and riding on a donkey, and and all of those things, and, and you get two pictures that you just can't put together into one image, but you can. You, you can put both of those images at the same time and see that it's the same image. You can see that that Jesus fits the picture. Yes. He, he fulfills the prophecy. They couldn't see how he could be mocked and ridiculed and rejected by his own people in his hometown and in his own country and still be one who rules with a rod of iron. But you can figure that out. You've got the picture. You, you, you know how that works. They couldn't see how he could be falsely accused, how he could be tried in their own court system, found not guilty, and then beaten and crucified anyway. How does that work? You know very well how that works. You know exactly how that worked. How could he still be the conquering king with all of that? That doesn't make any sense. But you know how it all works because you know who Jesus is and you can see Jesus. So yes, you have information that Abraham, Moses, David, and any other prophet of the Old Testament that you want to mention longed to know and longed to see, but didn't. Abraham saw God in person. Moses met with God face to face. David was a man after God's own heart. But they didn't know what you know they couldn't see Jesus and they didn't understand God's plan of salvation in its fullness they just knew he had one they had to trust him to work it out for them but you do you know what this is about you have a better understanding you have more revelation of God's plan than any Old Testament saint at any time wow did you ever think about that what a gift treasure. Peter put it this way. Peter said, the prophets who told us this was coming ask a lot of questions about this gift of life God was preparing. So the prophets of old were asking questions. What's what's that about? The Messiah's spirit, the Holy Spirit, let them in on some of it that Messiah would experience suffering followed by glory. They clamored to know who and when. And all they were told was that they were serving you. 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 Who by orders from heaven have now heard for yourselves. All the prophets were told is you're serving the people that are to come. And here are the people that are to come sitting here this morning. You who by orders from heaven have now heard for yourselves through the Holy Spirit the message of those prophecies fulfilled. So it's not a mystery anymore because you can put this scripture and this scripture together and say that's oh look at that. That's the same image. That's exactly what he was talking about. Do you realize this is still the scripture from First Peter? How fortunate What an interesting choice of words. How fortunate you are. Do you realize how fortunate you are? Angels would have given anything to be in on this. Angels would have given anything to be in on this. Scripture says you are made a little higher than the angels or a little lower than the angels. Angels would like to trade places with you because they can't understand what it would possibly mean to be lost and then be found. They just go, what is that about? I don't understand. Angels would have given anything to be in on this. You know who and you know when. It was Jesus 2,000 years ago, right? You know who, you know when. Well, what's that knowledge worth? First of all, that knowledge gives eternal life. Can you put a value on that? No. What would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lost his own soul? And that knowledge gives peace and strength in the face of our own tests and our own trials on a daily basis. What's that word? Well, let's go back to our text for this morning because this isn't it. It's the parable of the talents. The English Standard Version now, Matthew twenty-five, fourteen. for it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, each according to his ability. Two meanings. One is the normal, natural, obvious meaning, but that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for the spiritual meaning that only can be seen by those that are know the secret. What's a talent? What is a talent? Technically, it's a biblical measure of weight, most often used of silver and gold. Uh, And a talent is about 75 pounds. That's a lot of gold. And that's a lot of silver. I looked it up. Silver is currently selling for $20.30 an ounce today. And since a talent is about 75 pounds, and 75 pounds of silver is worth more than $22,000, the message translation came out, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago when the value was lower, so it had lower numbers in there. But if you bring it in the current standards, uh, a talent of silver is worth well over $22,000, and five talents of silvers, now well, there's our $100,000 question. I didn't mean to sneak up on you like that. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes, I did. <laughs> what are you doing with your talent? What are you doing with your talent? Got it buried? That ain't so cool. You got it in a bank? Just drawing a little bit of interest? That's not the master's choice. Well, I don't have $100,000. Uh, you might say, no, you've got something a lot more valuable than that, don't you? There is no value that you can set on that. We often think a of talent, as we use it in our language today, as some kind of special gift or ability, you know, like James up here leading worship, or like uh, Brittany playing the violin. Talent. Steve singing a solo, or Directing the program. Great talent. Appreciate that. Awesome to watch. I can't do that. And I'm so thankful that others can. You know, those are talents, all right. And we tried to hide behind the idea then that we don't have any talent. That's not me. I don't sing. I don't play the guitar. I don't play the violin. Therefore, I don't have any talent. You know, I look at Wayne Cordero, the founding pastor of the New Hope in Honolulu. <laughs> uh, what a gifted man. How many of you know who Wayne Guerrero is? A okay, few of you do. Uh, look up his name on YouTube and be amazed. Uh, Wayne's a friend of mine, but not a very good friend because I'm just almost scared to death of him. He's so <laughs> he, he is so, t- so talented. It's unbelievable. He sings. He plays the guitar. I showed Steve here the other day a uh, video of him. I mean, he doesn't just play the guitar, he's a virtuoso. I mean, he is a master of the guitar. And he serenaded himself while he's plucking strings and sings this amazing tenor song that nobody else on earth could do. Just boggles the mind. He's handsome. He's athletic. He's planted churches all over Hawaii and Japan and to the Pacific Rim. In fact, there's a new hope right here in town. I came directly out of his church, uh, Pastor. Pastor. <laughs> Lisa is his wife's name. <laughs> <laughs> Kent Miyoshi. Kent Miyoshi. Uh, wonderful. Wonderful group of folk over there. Uh, he's founded a seminary. He trains pastors by the hundred. And I think about his schedule and about what he does with his life and all the things he gets accomplished. And I just go, I, I just want to throw up my hands and walk out. That's what I want to do. You know, I just go, oh, forget it. You know, Pastor Jack Hayford, it was, um, in the video there, was president of the Foursquare organization for a while. Uh, and pastor Jack tells the story of meeting Lloyd Ogilvie. Lloyd Ogilvie was the pastor of Hollywood Presbyterian Church. Then he served more recently for eight years, I believe it was, as chaplain to the United States Senate in Washington and established himself there. He's written a number of books and is just an amazing man himself. Pastor Jack said, you know, I met Lloyd Ogilvie in some uh, inter-church relationships there and uh, Hollywood Presbyterian is pretty impressive, and he's an impressive guy. And he said, I'm looking at him going, wow. Now, Lloyd Ogilvie is educated in Oxford, England. He speaks with a Scottish brogue to his voice. He has a very deep, resonant voice, and he never talks any faster than this. But every word that comes out of his mouth is a gem. Just like, where did this guy come from? He has locks of wavy hair on his head. He's tall and masculine. Pastor Jack said, you know, I looked at him and I interviewed his talent and his abilities. He said, I just studied him up one side and down the other. And he said, well, at least there's one thing I've got that he doesn't have. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Until he found out that Lloyd Ogilvie was filled with the Holy Spirit as well. He said, he said God, that's just not fair. It's just not fair. So you can look at other people's talents and, and and say, I don't have it. I didn't get any. Wait a minute, didn't you just tell me you understood the secrets that Moses, Abraham, and David didn't understand? Don't tell me you don't have a talent. And and let me ask you, do you know anybody that doesn't have that secret? Are all your friends Christian? All your friends are just, you don't socialize anywhere but right here in these four walls. You don't talk to anybody. You don't have any children. You don't have any grandchildren. You don't have any neighbors. Everybody you know knows that secret. or do you have a secret that they need to hear? Do you have something, a treasure that you need to share? Have you been given some talent that you need to invest? Wayne is a 10 talent guy. He probably only started out with five, but shortly he's gonna have 20 if he keeps going. Poor me. I'm just a one-talent kind of guy. You know? He who had received five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents, and here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Enter into the joy of your master. So you take the talent you've got, you invest it, it multiplies, it comes back, and your master is greatly pleased and says, keep going. It's exactly the same story for a guy with two talents. So it doesn't really matter how much talent you receive from the get-go, But it's the same story repeated over. Exact same words are used for the two-talent guy as were used for the five-talent guy. The master is equally pleased with the two-talent guy's work as he was with the five-talent guy's work. And let me tell you something. He would have been greatly pleased, equally pleased with the one-talent guy if he'd invested it and put it where it belonged and he'd multiplied it to one talent. You'd have have heard exactly the same words out of his mouth, not, well, you didn't do as good as the five-talent guy. It would have been, well done, you good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your Lord. So it doesn't really matter how much talent you got is what you did with it, right? That's the point of this story. And there isn't anybody sitting here that can say, I don't have any talent. I can't sing. I know that. I heard you a while ago. You can sing. You can preach. You can witness. You can pray. You can minister. But not if you bury it. Not if you stuff it. Start it out by saying, if you were breathing today, you've got a talent. (laughs) Inhale. Exhale. That's a talent. There are people that are wishing they could do that today. Do you know that? They ain't not doing so good with that. You can get up and walk into church this morning. There's a talent for you. You know, you fed yourself. You dressed yourself like I had to do this morning. You you may need help with that, but (laughs) you've got talent. You, You you've got ability. Oh, can you go to Sri Lanka and preach the gospel on the streets of Sri Lanka? Well, if you want to, we'll take up a collection and get you there. But you don't have to go to that extreme to exercise your talent. You could exercise your talent in your living room. Or at the Denny's. You could just share your faith where you're at. I went to visit Jerry Hamilton this week at uh, Sunrise Hospital. Her name is indeed J E R I, starts with a J. I didn't know that. Those are things you learn. And I walked up and she was talking to two people standing in the hallway talking to her. And I just kind of walked up and stood back a moment. And wouldn't you know, if she was telling them they needed to go to church. <laughs> she 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 was telling them they needed Jesus. <laughs> like that you know, I know she says that all the time here. She just goes on and on and on about that when she's in church, but I'll tell you what, she said that in the hospital when she didn't even know I was there yet. Wow. So if you're breathing today, you got talent. If you can walk today, you've got talent. You got two nickels in your pocket to rub together. You got some talent there. You know? You say, well, I don't have a fortune. No. Take good care of it. Invest it wisely. God will multiply it. Are you using your talent in God's service or are you just consuming it on yourself? Do you take the ability to breathe only for you? Do you take the ability to talk only for you? You take the ability to have a home or a job or just to consume it on yourself, just to make you happy? Go tell somebody this secret that you know, that you understand. Jesus is King of kings. Jesus is Lord of lords. And Jesus is coming soon. Do you believe it? Then why? how can you be silent? How can you be silent when you know this? We need to stand on a street corner, you know, like somebody with the Statue of Liberty thing on their head dancing around, going, hey, grapevine, grapevine, grapevine. You know? If that's the only talent you got, use it. Lord Jesus. We are so blessed, so, so blessed. Forgive us, Lord, for our arrogance of thinking that somehow we're just your poor little stepchild that just beggarly came into your kingdom, and every now and then you throw us a breadcrumb, and every now and then you pat us on the head and and make us feel good. Because we know your word says that we are a joint heir with Jesus Christ himself. Whatever is his is mine. I have the authority to use his name. Oh God, help me not to bury that. But to put it to use in your kingdom. Hallelujah. 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 Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts this morning. Lord... Wake us, shake us, that we would hear your voice, that we would be attentive to your spirit. We would know the value of what we have received from you, that we would know the value of the kingdom secret that is ours, and that we wouldn't hide it under a bushel, or put it in a closet or bury it in the ground, but that we would share it with all. stir us, Lord, used in your kingdom. We, we, we constantly say, Lord, that, that we're aware that you're returning soon, very, very soon. It, it could be even today. It could be in the year 2014, easily. And yet we keep silent. We keep silent. Lord, let that secret burn a hole in our heart till we cannot be silent any longer. We cannot sit still anymore. That we pursue you with all that we have and all that we are. And that we just make ourselves obnoxious if need be to those who don't yet understand who Jesus is. Lord, help us to put our talent to use. Whatever it may be. To those that have the gift of finances, bless and multiply that. May they use it to your glory and honor. Those that have the the gift and ability of ministering publicly, bless and multiply that. May it be used to your glory and honor. Those that have the quieter, more unseen gifts, Lord, may we multiply them, may we use them to your glory and honor. And in every respect, may we constantly share with those who don't yet understand the secret the knowledge of who Jesus really is. Help us, Lord. Help us, we pray. Let me just take a moment of silence here and let you talk to God because the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Will you talk to Him and tell Him, ask for His help? Strategize with him how you're going to put your talent to better use? What it is you can do that will bless the kingdom of God? What it is you can do that will cause the master to say well done. Enter into the joy of the Lord. thank you Lord for all that we are and all that we have all that you have done in us and through us we're thankful and proud to be able to say it wasn't me whatever has happened has come through Jesus Christ he has enabled he has provided he has ministered so thankful that we can say that but Lord we want to see that increase and multiply And if we've had five talents and we've multiplied it to ten, then Lord, help us to keep on multiplying to twenty. That we be busy about kingdom business, we pray. Did I read you the last verse? Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. Everyone who has more will be given. He will have an abundance, but from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. There's a a negative. Even what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into outer darkness. What's the spiritual meaning behind that parable line? In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. But the solution is investment of the talents you've got. You're here this morning and you haven't made an investment in the kingdom of heaven. You, you're, you're still, you didn't even think about your talent. You haven't made an opened your heart to the kingdom of God at all. You've just been living life as it came and while you may believe some of these things, you haven't made a statement of faith because you need to do that. You don't become a Christian because you went to church. You become a Christian because you open your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ and invite him to come in. Are there any here this morning Upraise a praise Say, Pastor, pray for me. Pray that prayer because that's what I want to do this morning. I want to know Jesus is my Savior. I want to make a commitment of my life to him. Praise God. I pray that every one of you have done that. Lord Jesus, go with us as we go our separate ways, but let your word go with us. Let your word invade our hearts and our lives. May it be seed planted in fertile soil and bring forth much fruit. Lord, may we meditate on it. Go back and read the verses today, Some this afternoon. Sit down and just think about what you're saying to us and how we can put that into use. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, Amen.